Hey, and welcome to Game Talk. I'm your host, Dammit Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And two episodes ago, we had an Xbox-centric podcast. Last episode, we had a PlayStation-centric one. And for this one, we just had a Nintendo Direct and some pretty spicy Nintendo-related news. So it seems appropriate to talk about Nintendo here. Uh, so I guess we can start off with the Nintendo Direct. They had a Direct recently showcasing games that were coming out in the first half of 2022. And some decent surprises in there, I think. Most notable absence, of course, was Breath of the Wild 2, but like, again... Followed by Silk Song. <laughs> Silk Song, if that is ever even happening at this point. But for I wasn't too surprised. I'm still of the opinion that Breath of the Wild 2 is a 2023 game, unfortunately. I really want to be wrong, but... I really doubt it. I think it'll be holiday 2022 at the latest. We'll see. Because they didn't they say it was going to come in 2022 last year? They did. They said yeah. aiming for 2022. Oh, well, yeah. They also aimed for 2015 or 2014 for Breath of the Wild, didn't they? 2014, really? Yeah, I think so. The original Jeez. release date was way sooner than... But like you've three, got to think, three right? Like, sounds right. Yeah. I mean, they've got, like, really solid framework now, right? Like, they don't have to build it from scratch, so... It, right, but... Yeah. You can be optimistic, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about it recently, and I... Like, what I would want from Breath of the Wild 2... And more Breath of the Wild would not be good enough, I don't think. Not not after this long of a wait. Like, I've kind of had time to digest it. And they're, they're still going to have to do some creative stuff with it. Cause like, See, like with Nintendo, I feel like you don't have to... Like, I don't think Nintendo has ever just really cashed in on, like, a big sequel wow. like that. You know, not, not with a sequel, but they, the Breath of the Wild DLC is abysmal. I was watching somebody play it on Twitch the other day, and that it's just bad. There's It's really not redeemable. It is bad, but I'd also challenge you to find, like, you know, like, I feel like most DLC is bad, to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't know. know about that. I mean, Echoes of the Eye for Outer Wilds is pretty good. I think more DLC is way more often bad than it is good. I guess I just haven't played a lot of bad DLC. Hmm. But yeah, anyways, getting to the contents of this Direct, I guess, like, I can start off, like, there wasn't a whole lot that really popped out to me, but the things that did really did... And I think, I think the most, the strongest omission for me was that there wasn't really anything new there. It was all stuff we already knew about. I mean, there were a couple of new things, but like, yeah, like, I, I mean, mean not, not a lot of standout new things. Like, right. I mean, like a lot of people are going to care about Xenoblade 3. I couldn't really yeah, they're, give they're wrong to do so. <laughs> yeah, sorry. They, those people have a lot of time. Yeah, I don't want to rag on them too hard, but like we did not, get. A, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of time. I'm just saying like. I, I don't have 40 hours to get through the boring part of a Xenoblade game. Yeah, just just to get through the boring part, not even the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Th okay, so first thing that stood out to me, we got another look at uh, Kirby, The Forgotten Land, I think it's called. This game is looking shaping up to look really, really nice, and I'm yeah, quite excited I, to play it. I am very excited for mouthful mode. Yeah, what a, what a concept. <laughs> like... That's just it, got like Nintendo just has it's got really, that. It's stupid, is what it is, because this is not the first time Kirby's turned into a car. This is this is this is the first time Kirby has decided to wrap his mouth around a car instead of turning into one. Yeah, it's really it's really dumb looking because like Kirby just like inhales really large objects that are basically just not swallowed, so his mouth is just around it and like. It, that's the thing like it's not even a new form or anything it's just kirby like wrapped around a larger object yeah but it's like so dumb it's it's funny i think the, the, 
I'm really excited for this game. The the only thing, what is it called again? Kirby the, the Forgotten, Forgotten Land? Land? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. The only thing I'm really worried about is like it being a shorter game because it's their first time doing 3D. Cuz Kirby games are already not terribly long, but like I the ones I've played, I really suck the marrow out of. I mean, I can't see this game like it Actually, eight Star Allies was pretty long. It's going to be like eight to ten hours max, I would guess. Well, yeah, but that's that's about right. Like, my yeah. worry is that, well, yeah, you know, my worry is that it's going to be like a two to five hour. Like, I, I would be pretty disappointed in that. Yeah. Kirby games tend to, like, the past few have been extremely replayable. Like, Star Allies had a lot of reason to go back and play through the game as other characters and stuff. And I wonder how much of that they're going to carry forward. Because I think this is the first Kirby game since Star Allies. I believe so. Star Allies was the Switch game, right? Yeah. And it's okay. it's an okay game with incredible presentation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think in general, like, I don't know. I think it's exciting because this is like Kirby's first foray into 3D. And yeah, like, yeah, we've been begging I mean, for it forever. And when Nintendo's other major franchises shifted from 2D to 3D, we saw like insane games that were generation defining right like yeah i think mario and metroid and zelda so maybe yeah, we can see something similar here mm, the i i don't think this is going to be generation defining i think it's going to be a really good 3d platformer no i i agree with you but i'm just looking at it through the lens of like there's evidence of that happening because kirby like as much as i love it is kind of a b franchise for nintendo it is yeah it is even, even more so than like metroid is like well, with Metroid, like Metroid sells this, like a B tier, but they, it sells the like a B tier, but is, like yeah, exactly. the The quality of the game is clearly A or S tier. But like, whereas Kirby, I don't know how Kirby sells actually, but Kirby Kirby's quality. If you like Kirby, it's really really good. But like, I haven't played a Kirby game and thought to myself like, man, they spent a lot of money on this. I mean, just <laughs> by like sheer like the like, even like just looking at the game covers alone, you got to think Kirby is a lot more marketable than Metroid. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, Kirby's had some serious bangers. Planet Robobot is insanely good on the 3DS. I'll take your word for it. Like, I actually haven't played too many Kirby games. Like, just I hadn't either. I, I just got, like, a wild hair two years ago, something like that, to just go back and play a ton of Kirby. I played through, like, a lot of the Game Boy ones. I played the Super NES one. Well, the Super NES one's kind of confusing because it's, like, a bunch of games in one. But uh-huh. I played through a good bit of it. Played Planet Robobot, played Star Allies. They're all, they're fun. They're very fun. The Kirby lore is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that a lot of people love. Like, you know, like Kirby is fighting dark gods and things like that. Yeah, I don't like know how much of the lore is like memes and how much of it is actual. None of it is memes. Jeez, really? That's all real. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's hilarious. I mean, there's a lot of ambiguity about what Kirby actually is, but there's a uh, there are references that Kirby is like a young god and stuff like that. Yeah, like a like a Cthulhu esque like universe destroying god. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's fantastic. It's extremely funny. But yeah, Kirby looked great. I don't know, like there weren't any aside from xenoblade 3 were there any like new game announcements well there was one switch that stood sports. Out to, yeah, switch sports which i'm unironically extremely have you played for. the online test no has that happened already i saw it installed on somebody's switch today i don't know if it's actually started or if they just pre-installed uh, uh okay because i i want to play it i 
I'm kind of like confused. So the online test only has that. like two or three sports, right? Like bowling and yeah, but I feel like you'll be able to get a very good feel for the whole game from it. Yeah, I um, I'm kind of. They should have used Mies. Like the Switch has Mies. Why did they use? These it's gonna have Mies. Yeah, I know. Mies. Yeah, it, it uses, but not by default. Like by default, it's using those weird new characters that don't look very good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like, the Miis are definitely part of the Wii Sports identity, but, like, it's not too important to me, like, just the fact that, like, this yeah, game... Yeah, the Miis, it's, the Miis are not important. What sucks to me is that the new characters are kind of hideous. They are kind of hideous, but, like, I don't know, like, I guess the point I'm making is just, like, it's taken, I, I'm actually kind of surprised it took Nintendo this long to make a successor to Wii Sports. Like, Wii Sports was, like, a, ubiqui- a ubiquitous game. This isn't the first successor to Wii Sports. There was Wii Sports Resort, arguably Wii Fit. There was a second Wii Fit game, I think. Okay, Wii Fit is not Wii Sports. But we I'll give you Wii Sports Resort Resort. Okay. Yeah. But like it has been quite a while, and it's the first one on Switch. Like, ideally, I would think Nintendo would release this as a pack-in for the Switch when the Switch first came out, right? Like, yeah, I, feel like I, it would... I see why they didn't though, because this game, I mean, it probably uses a lot of the Switch's features and all, but it notably is not going to use the Switch's like trademark feature, which is portability. I, I don't think this is going right. to be a very fun game to play handheld. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. And, I mean, tabletop mode. I don't even know if it can be played in handheld, maybe like online or something, but that would be weird. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, because that would just completely cut out the a lot of people that have a uh, Switch Lite, right? They just wouldn't get True, to play the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there has to be handled support, but like... I guess there's no multiplayer handheld support. Cuz like how would that work? Like it, it, unless you're like playing online with someone. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm super excited for this game. Like Wii Sports when it came out was like a ubiquitous game. Like everyone was playing Wii Sports. Your grandma was playing Wii Sports, you know? Like it was I got to know. What sports did you guys go pro in? Boxing. Yeah, I had boxing. I had bowling. I think I had tennis. I don't I remember. Think maybe bowling. I think that was it. Bowling was the one a lot of people did because there was like a really easy combo you could kind of figure out and get a strike every time. But yeah, yeah, boxing is boxing is where the legends come from. (laughs) Right. And I don't think there's boxing in the new one, actually. Really? That's Travis. I'm not playing it then. Not buying it. (laughs) I'll play it. Tennis was the tennis was my go to. So there's going to be tennis. They're adding some new sports like volleyball, which is kind of cool. Uh, they are adding golf in a future update, free update, which is huge. I know, like I golf will be I can't heavily be- played. The one that confused me—I can't believe they put Rocket League in it. They did, yeah. They basically <laughs> just put Rocket League in it, yeah. Which is just smart, you know. Like, it, it has a soccer game mode for the uninitiated, yeah. and it, the ball and is it's really like a big, big. Ball, so. yeah. No, this yeah. thing, this thing is gonna sell like hotcakes. Like this, yeah. This is. Gonna I, be a huge I want game. it, but I don't know if I sixty dollars want it. I definitely $60 want it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like, this is a game that me and a bunch of my friends and family will enjoy many, many hours it, of. It kind of depends on how good the online play is, because I don't have friends or family that hang out at my house that often, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, online, like, the Wii Sports obviously did not have online play, did it? No, no. Yeah, so, like, this is a, a first for the series, so hopefully they nail it, because, like, this, this... You know, like Switch Sports has like it has the potential, I think, to be like in maybe like top five or ten Switch best selling Switch games. 
Yeah, because a lot easily. of people, yeah, uh, you know, you can you can finally have your parents get divorced in the next room in HD. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the nostalgia mean, of a generation is lying on this title. It is. It very much is. Yeah, and I, and like it's basically, and I like I don't see them getting it wrong because it's basically just Wii Sports with additional sports. Like that's essentially what it is. Yeah, like it's gonna have the bowling, it's gonna have the tennis, it's, it's gonna, gonna have, have the, golf. the banger music. Yeah. Did, have you heard the the Nintendo? Did you hear the Switch Sports song, or do you like remember it? Because it's I it don't sounds remember really it. good. Okay, it's just it's a it's a new take on the original, but they okay they put the work in. Yeah, that's hype. Yeah. Like, and I, I, you know, I do find myself, it, it is a little strange just thinking how excited I am for this game, but I really am excited for Switch Sports. I'll tell you, um, it's not, it's not what, I don't even, I don't think either of, I, Kirby or Nintendo Switch Sports, I don't think either of those are the thing I'm most excited for from the Direct, though. Same. Yeah. Because they did announce 48 new tracks for Mario Kart 8. That is absolutely wild. Like, yeah. that? I'm that is another twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's a whole new Mario Kart game. I mean, it literally like there are forty eight tracks right now in Mario yeah, Kart Eight. They're Deluxe. doubling the tracks. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little like you know. They're, I actually, you know what? I'm kind of glad they're drip feeding it because what that does is gives me a, a reason to play Mario Kart six more times. Yeah, so they're drip feeding. So they're doing. Uh, so it's like what is it? Eight eight tracks. Yeah, eight tracks at a time. Over the next uh, through through twenty twenty three, I think. I think they're doing two at dropping two like sets at a time, so it's like forty eight total courses. Like it's like eight sets of like six. I don't know what I'm saying. No, no it's six right. sets of eight. Six sets of eight. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that'll be first, two cups per. Right, and the first batch drops in March, and it's going to keep going till end of twenty twenty three, which is absolutely insane to me. And that tells me we're not seeing Mario Kart nine or ten or whatever it's going to be called nah. until at least twenty twenty four. Yeah, the and thing that, that also does... tells me that we're probably going to see the successor to the Switch in twenty twenty four. The like, thing that disappoints me a little bit about this is that um, all of the announced tracks—I don't know if it said all of them would be—but all of the tracks they've announced so far are. Help me, what's the word? They're old tracks made new. I keep wanting to say refurbished. I I believe they're all going to be like that. Yeah. It's just 48 classic tracks remastered, which I'm I'm totally fine with, honestly. It makes Mario Mall, but like. But it makes Mario Kart 8 like the ultimate Mario Kart game. It'll have every single track you'd want, like with updated visuals, and that's kind of all I want. I I would like new tracks, but I'll be happy. Especially because like some of them for sure, are going to be unrecognizable from their original form. Like, that's right, just like, the way that they remake they, tracks for Mario Kart. I mean, but, yeah, if they adapt a cart or a track from, like, Super Mario Kart, right? Like, it's going to look right, yeah. totally different. But, like, I, I think, you know, like, obviously, you're going to get your new tracks in Mario Kart 9 or 10. And the reason I say 9 or 10 is because apparently Nintendo is thinking of Mario Kart Circuit or Tour or whatever it's called. Mario the Kart Tour, one. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're Mario including Kart tracks 9. from it. Yeah. So, which is, is kind of funny because like nobody's played this track. Well, actually, I think Mario Kart Tour made a lot of money, so people have played those tracks. I have not played those tracks. Right. I did not play a lot of Mario Kart Tour. I played it for about five minutes and kind of lost interest. Uh, I have not played it at all, but I'm excited to see those tracks in this game. And uh, this is one of those things that like Mario Kart Eight is already Nintendo's best-selling game of all time, I believe. 
Like yeah. it's 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 like it goes something like GTA or no, it goes Minecraft, GTA, Call of Duty, and then Mario Kart. You know, like it's it's that level. You know, yeah. it's got like what like 50, 60 million sales. Yeah, and, it, and it's this, it's this, selling better now than it ever has. Like, and especially with this announcement, this is just going to kick it into the stratosphere. Well, you know, like, you know what's crazy about this uh, that like really impressed me. I don't think they said this in the direct. I read this later. Only one person in the online lobby has to have the DLC to have access to those courses. That's that absolutely can play wild. That's yeah, incredible. And yeah. also, I so I I've dunked on the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack a lot. However, they keep putting pretty good value DLC in it. So yeah, so like I I was shocked because like I didn't notice that they said uh, if you have the expansion pack or you pay twenty five dollars for it. I'm yeah. on the family plan for the with, for the expansion pack. I'm paying ten dollars a year for that thing, and I get this thing now. Yeah, I'm still just gonna buy the deal. Uh, I'm so let me tell you why I'm just gonna buy the DLC, especially for a Mario Kart game. This was maybe less fair for Animal Crossing. But I still play Mario Kart 64 every once in a while. And if I like went back to my N64 and there weren't as many courses there, I would be very upset. So I'm going to pay the $25 so that 10 years from now when I dig my Switch out because I want to play Mario Kart 8, all the courses are still going to be there. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to fault anybody for not thinking that way, but I am someone who revisits older games. Also like. I th- I think twenty five dollars for forty eight tracks is a totally reasonable. Oh ask. yeah, it's a steal. That's like, yeah. I mean, that's it's absurd. It's less than a dollar a track. Like, yeah. it's yeah. almost fifty cents a track. No, yeah. their mobile game DLC costed more for Diddy Kong. They charged more than twenty five dollars for Diddy Kong. Yep. Well, he's a good character. I get it. I guess, and people and Nintendo also realizes that I guess mobile players are way more willing to part with their money. Yes. Yeah, that's like the basis of mobile game design exactly yeah but like yeah this this was unequivocally the thing that got me the most hype this was the thing i sent to like all my friends as soon as i saw it on screen i sent this to my sister and she she lost her mind she like couldn't believe this was happening right like and she's just a casual nintendo fan right like she doesn't really care about like mario or zelda or that sort of thing but like what's really funny is i don't think my friend like i didn't think that my friends thought of me as the kirby guy but I had a lot of people texting me about the new Kirby game, and I really? I forgot I'd actually forgotten about the direct. I was uh, building a desk, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got a bunch of texts about Kirby, and I was like, no, no, please don't spoil it. I gotta I gotta turn it on. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. Like I know I I, I feel like it's the mouthful mode. Honestly, is making it kind of go viral. Yeah, a little bit. I have seen. I've seen a hilarious number of mouthful memes, and um, and none of them have been as gross as I expected, which is mm-hmm. awesome. That's good. Because <laughs> I was expecting some pretty horrific things. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure those horrific things exist oh, in, they'll come. Yeah. in abundance on the internet. Yes. But so far, so good. It's mainly been like the Among Us character. I've seen people like photoshopping like car covers to look like they're Kirby and stuff like that. It's been pretty tame. Although I've, I have a pretty curated social media. So. Yeah. so, yeah. Super excited for these Mario Kart tracks. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think this really does give a hint into Nintendo's future plans, right? Like, if this thing is going to be supported until 2023, I say we get, in the fall of 2024, a new Switch and a new Mario Kart. I think that's a given, almost. But we shall see. I hope so. I, uh, 
I'm ready for a new Switch. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to get the Steam Deck. I don't need a new Switch. I'm happy with the one I have. That's fair, but, like, those sweet yeah. Nintendo exclusives, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the Nintendo exclusives are still pretty good on the Switch. It's the third parties that run like crap, other than Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just games like... I don't know, like, obviously I'm going to play Breath of the Wild 2 when it comes out, but, like, I just think of that on, like, a high-power Switch... And I would be like, it'd be so much better there. But like, yeah, probably. I don't know. They've had a lot of time to like work their magic and optimize that engine, though. They have. Yeah. But uh, OK, so that's that's the Mario Kart DLC. A couple other things I want to mention. There was a new Mario Strikers announced. I don't believe this game has been announced before. Right. I don't think so, because I was pretty surprised. I like I don't know how I missed it until like when I was back watching the trailers later. I'm pretty excited for that. I liked I never owned Mario Strikers on GameCube. It looks cool. And I also like just want to comment like Nintendo's really like they put out a Mario game for like tons of different sports, right? They've got soccer. They've got golf. Strikers is the coolest one, though. It's the most style style. Definitely the most stylistic. Have you um, do you know who's making it? I don't know. Because the uh, the original Mario Super Strikers, the one I think of, I don't know if it was the first one. But whatever the one on the GameCube was, that was made by the guys that went on to do the Luigi's Mansion sequels. Oh, really? Yeah. So if it's them... I they're think, very competent. Yeah, uh, they're very good. I mean, obviously from a game-making perspective, but also from a technical perspective. Like, Luigi's Mansion 3 on Switch It's looks, probably the prettiest Switch game. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Although it has a lot of advantages in that feel Like, you know, the fixed camera and everything makes it right, easier to yeah. make a pretty game. But they still really did it. They did it. Yeah, Mario Strikers looks neat. I do want to get your reaction, Connor. How did you react when you first started watching that direct and the first thing to come up was Fire Emblem? Uh, I just didn't care. I, I didn't even remember that that happened, if I'm being okay. honest. I just like, tuned it out. <laughs> just like shut it off and like... Yeah, well, I, yeah, the problem is that that wasn't the first thing I saw because I did tune into the direct in progress. I missed okay. it the beginning. Yeah. So I, I didn't just, have I, the... It was I, so I, funny. Like I, w- I started watching it like while I was exercising. I was just like, oh, Connor's going to lose his mind. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I don't even... What, what Fire Emblem game was it? I don't even remember it was, this. It was like a deal. It was like a Fire Emblem's warrior game. Nonsense. Okay. It wasn't even like a mainline game. Yeah, I just I probably saw the art style and just tuned it out immediately. I yeah. I don't have room in my heart for that hatred anymore, Amid. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I yeah. I still do. I still hate on Fire Emblem. Smash Smash Ultimate is done. I don't need to hate it anymore. There's no more DLC coming. There's no I don't I have no reason to hate Fire Emblem. It can't hurt me anymore. Although I feel like it does outstay its welcome, I will say, like I've said before, those games are genuinely very good. I believe it. I love Wargroove, so... Oh, speaking of that, uh, those tactical-style games, uh, they, they showed Advance Wars again. Yeah, though... I don't know if I'm a big fan of, like, the art style in the remake, but, like... I don't like it as much as the original art style, for sure. I don't know that I dislike it, though. It's, it's, a, it's a somewhat faithful translation to 3D, but it's just not working for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't been too excited by what I've seen so far. But I think, so, the only other big thing I could think of from the Direct, other than, like, the announcement of ports and such, was another look at Splatoon 3, which, again, I have no interest in Splatoon. And I almost have, like, I'm almost, like, stubborn in my ignorance. Like, I don't want to see the light and enjoy Splatoon. I'm just fine hating it. Yeah. I... I don't hate it. It's just boring. Like, I played Splatoon 2. My brother let me borrow it for a bit. And I just... 
didn't get it. Like I played a couple rounds and everything, and I was just like, man, I I could be playing a, a real shooter right now or something. Like, yeah, like I I don't know. Like I'm definitely speaking from from a place of a, ignorance, but in this rare case, I'm like totally fine with that. I don't want to understand Splatoon. I'm fine just disliking it. If they do like a big open like online play test or something, I'll check it out. So a couple other small things I wanted to mention before we moved on. MLB The Show 22 got announced for the Switch, right? And typically, like, obviously we wouldn't really care about an announcement like this, but it's relevant in that it is a Sony first-party game on Nintendo Switch, right? Oh, weird. I did not realize that. This, uh, I think we might have covered this earlier, maybe like uh, last year when it happened, but MLB, the actual, you know, baseball organization, basically said they wanted their game to be multi-platform. And they came to Xbox last year, and they put MLB, the show, on Xbox. So MLB was already on Xbox, and now it's on Switch too. So it's wild that when you boot up this game on your Nintendo Switch, it'll say, like, PlayStation Studios on it. It'll say, like, Sony on it That's before it, like, boots up, which is crazy. That is right? wild, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting, especially because, like, obviously the Switch is way underpowered compared to the PS5 and Series X. Yeah. They've adapted this game to the Switch, and, like, MLB just wanted to get this game everywhere. Well, interestingly, Sony probably has, like, some of their studios probably have experience doing that, because they they were doing it before Nintendo. They had the Vita, and there were a lot of, like, Vita and PS3, like, cross. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely, like... I mean, they had to have, like, they, they are the ones who did the work to port this to a Nintendo console. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. So, yeah, it's crazy, right? But yeah, like, so this, this, uh, this is the first, I think, uh, first party Sony ex- previously exclusive game on Nintendo Switch since, like, I don't know, something probably in the 90s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, it is interesting because I think, like, obviously Sony is starting to change and I, I we don't have to go into this because it's kind of off topic but like i just want to mention right like with the whole like bungee thing and that being multi-platform and obviously the M- M- mlb being on switch and xbox right like that's all just more money in their pocket right and mlb i don't know if you know this but in 2021 it was the i think the eighth best-selling game of the year really which is just Who likes wild baseball game. who's buying this oh, thing <laughs> A lot of people, man. Apparently, uh, right? Like, and that uh, no, because it's and it's that, American baseball stuff, isn't it? Like, yes. I was gonna is. say it might sell well in Japan, but they're not gonna want the American teams, are they? I think Japan just loves baseball and uh, the cover. You know how there's a different athlete on the cover every year for these sports games. The cover on this year is, I think, his name is Shohei Otani or something like that, and he's like a Japanese superstar. Interesting. So like, okay. It's gonna, and he he actually presented it in the Nintendo Direct. They actually got him to like reveal the game in the Direct. I don't know if you remember That's that. That's pretty cool. Nah, well, I mean, again, I saw baseball and I tuned it out because I just right. I, who likes baseball? Like. Dude, a lot of people, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just weird yeah. to me. But yeah, like this, so this game was eight the eighth best-selling game overall in 2021 without the Nintendo Switch. Wow. So I can only imagine yeah. how how much more it'll explode. Yeah, with, there's a lot of Switches Switch. out there. The Switch outsold the Wii uh, recently. Yeah, that's a huge milestone. Yeah. That's incredible. And it's actually on track to outsell PS4, which is wild to me. Is, isn't like, the PS4 PS4 the... No, PS2 is still best-selling console of all time. PS2 is still best-selling, and I don't know if Switch will catch up to the PS2, but it's very possible that Switch could 
like end its run at number two of all time, uh, which is be pretty incredible. Yeah. Insane. And that's without playing DVDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I guess we can uh, actually, actually that down. like I, I said that as a joke, but that's kind of a landmark thing. Like the switch doesn't do anything else. Yeah. It's just it, a game. Just play, well, I, I mean, you can watch Netflix on it, I guess I, that's a lie, but it's mainly a game console. It's a pretty bad Netflix experience. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and like most people who are buying a Switch have like a smart TV or something. I would say most. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, like people aren't buying their Switch to watch Netflix. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I, I really don't. I really don't know. I don't know how ubiquitous smart TVs and like knowing how to use them and like I really don't know. Like I, yeah, I'm not trying to I, sound pretentious and like oh, I know how to use my TV. Like I, I really just am not plugged in enough to right, other yeah. people. I'm, I'm definitely in an echo chamber of people that like enthusiasts yeah people who yeah you know get the most out of their stuff and i really don't know okay but like all that to say like the argument is definitely that like the video games are the primary yeah i think yeah for the i think which is sales definitely. rather than anything else yeah, yeah. especially with the um, switch light selling so well like that's a terror yeah. yeah you might as well watch netflix on your phone at that point yeah, the last direct item I wanted to mention was Earthbound coming to Switch. Yeah, oh, I really thought they were going to announce Mother 3. I was so sure. Yeah, these games I've always heard such fantastic things about, but I really have next to no familiarity. I, I have tried them. to play Earthbound a couple of times, which is Mother 2. It looks like a really store. weird game. It is extremely weird, It's but in a really fun way. Like I liked everything I was playing about it, but it is an old turn-based rpg and it kind of has most of the stuff that comes along with that that makes it kind of hard for me to get into like i had to grind a little bit that was pretty much what knocked me off i I lost interest yeah so it's getting added to i think the nes collection snes earthbound is snes SNES, earthbound beginnings is nes i believe which is mother one so there's two editions right because they announced both or yeah they announced Earth, yes, they did announce both. Both are coming to Switch. Earthbound Beginnings is not another edition. Earthbound Beginnings is Mother 1. Earthbound is Mother 2. Oh, yeah, I meant edition as an ADD. Oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, (laughs) sorry, that's on me. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, all good. But yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty good direct, right? Like, nothing really blew my socks off, but like, definitely had a couple announcements that I was very excited for. Yeah, and I wasn't bored watching it, like, yeah. I just like you know how Nintendo always ends with that one more thing yeah, and they and have they that big Xenoblade. bombshell yeah. reveal. It's been a long time since that last reveal has spoken to me, so I think I'm due. Like yeah. well for, for something that really was Metroid Dread a one more thing reveal? Uh a while ago, yeah. It wasn't it was, that long ago. It, it, it was like that, a year ago. It was uh, yeah. I le- less than a year, I think. Because it, it was announced no. and came out pretty quick. It was announced in like maybe tried- May of last year or something. Uh, maybe Metroid yeah. Dread was, I was not say, I didn't know about it for very long before I was playing it like they keep you on your toes I was gonna say for you it was definitely Bayonetta 3 yeah I I'm a big like, Bayonetta so. 3 guy I, I especially like, like since I just went back and played all the Devil May Cry stuff I'm really itching for Bayonetta mm-hmm. I need to get Bayonetta 1 and 2 on my Switch I, I played it on the Wii U originally and liked it but I don't have a Wii U anymore and I would like to go back and play Bayonetta now that I have a better understanding of the genre. I feel I'm like I, have, I would have better positive. takes. I mean, didn't they, uh, I imagine, like, did they announce a Bayonetta collection for Switch yet? No, it's already out. Bayonetta 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, it was okay, very great. early. Yeah. It was a very early port to the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it it's great. I've seen it. My, my buddy Brock was playing it. It looked amazing. 
It, uh, yeah. I think it wasn't even a collection. It wasn't marketed that way. It was Bayonetta 2 came to Switch. And if you bought it, like, inside the cover, like, in small text, it said, also a download of Bayonetta 1 included. Nice. That's kind of funny. I like both Bayonettas quite a lot. Uh, 2 definitely looks better than 1, but... Yeah, I mean, every time one of these games come out, I just see 10, 10 out of 10s everywhere. I'm just like... I mean, oh, yeah, I it's Platinum play, games. Play these yeah. sometime, yeah. It's Platinum. It's, you know, it's, it's just another Devil May Cry game, really. But I was going to say, okay, so... That's the Nintendo Direct in a nutshell. I think I'm really looking forward to the next one, which will announce probably the back half of 22D2's games. And I'm like, all eyes are on if Zelda will make it. But yeah, I think the next thing we want to talk about is the announcement of the imminent closures of the 3DS and Wii U eShops. It is interesting because we were talking a little bit before the show started, but like, in my head, like, okay, I can understand shutting down the Wii U store. That was a failure. And like, Nintendo wants to get rid of that as soon as possible. In my head, like, the 3DS shop, like, I feel like that's still got some in the tank. Like, but I guess not, based off... It's hard to say. Yeah, because with the Switch selling as well as it has, there may not be a lot of 3DS owners that use their 3DS. I use mine every once in a while, but I don't use it for legitimate things. I use it for emulation and things. It's pretty rare that I actually use a Nintendo... Use use it to play a Nintendo game. It is kind of crazy, because this is, like, the ultimate fulfillment of the philosophy that Nintendo set out to accomplish, right? Like, the philosophy, like that they they were folding in their handheld and console divisions into one and basically just making switch games right and i feel like yeah. this is the ultimate end result of that that like all the dedicated handheld stores are now going to be gone yeah it's weird to see it go but i mean do we think like eventually i'm excited for all the big send off to the 3ds videos people are going to make i think i don't know like this is probably thinking way too far in the future but like nintendo is obviously kind of all about this virtual console via the switch through subscriptions model and it seems to be working for them and i, yeah. I feel like it's, it's working point, for them it sucks for everybody else it does. like give me the games guys <laughs> but i feel like, like there are a lot of good NES at games. some point they've got to consider adding handheld consoles to yeah their list right like we've got to get I, yeah, game boy. Be, yeah it, you're not gonna be able to get the game boy pokemon it, games anymore yeah we've got to yeah. get game boy game boy advance We've got to get DS eventually, maybe even 3DS a decade into the future, you know? Like, yeah, how's that stuff going to play on the Switch, though? Like, just I know it has a touchscreen and all, but, like, it's not going to look good, like, the, the two-screen stuff. Yeah, it's It not. worked on the Wii U for obvious reasons, right. but, like, it sucks that all these DS games are really not going to be able to yeah, be played it, in there. Especially, like, D, like, 3DS, like, right, like, it, it was the end result of, like, that unique two-screen handheld thing that Nintendo was doing, and only Nintendo was doing, right? And, like... With this shutting down, that's kind of just, you know, it's the death of that, that handheld. The death of the two screen, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of sad, right? Like, I have extremely fond memories of, you know, playing with my, more so my Nintendo DS, right? But also my 3DS to an extent. But, like, the DS family yeah. in general has been, like, a major part of my life growing up. Yeah, I think the thing I miss most about the DS is, like, it, it was the last 2D game console. Like, there's not a lot out there that, like you're going to get a lot of high quality 2d games anymore. Like it's mainly, I mean, I guess, you know, 2d games are back in vogue now, but they're not making it out of necessity anymore. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the DS obviously could do 3d, but it didn't do a very good job. So a lot of those games were in 2d, you know, you got the Mega Man ZX games are what come to mind. Like those games were gorgeous, gorgeous pixel art. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Like it definitely feels like a little bit of an end of an era to me when this, when this happens. I remember uh, 
I remember when I was a kid, uh, I had a Game Boy Advance and I liked playing it all the time and stuff. And my dad told me about the the DS coming out and I didn't realize that it was like the successor to the Game Boy. I think they had said that it wasn't the successor because Nintendo does that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you uh, could literally play like, Game Boy Advance games on it. <laughs> At least the first Yeah, but my, my dad was telling me like, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's got two screens. And I was like a kid and I remember thinking like two screens. That seems like a lot to keep track of. I'll stick to this. That sounds like a thing. I, I did. I told say. my dad I didn't want one. Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw you could play Super Mario 64 on it when my friend got one and I changed my tune real quick. Yeah, I still remember like I remember seeing Super Mario 64 running on my friend's DS and it just blowing my mind. Yeah. Like saying like this is running in your hands right now. Like Yeah. It was it was one of those serious like there are not a lot of moments in gaming that I remember the way I remember seeing Super Mario 64 on a handheld. Yeah, that was just... That said, I'll be feeling it a lot later this year when I get a Steam Deck. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, the implications of that aside, I... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, like, I... You know, full disclosure, I have not even cracked open my 3DS in, I think, years at this point. Oh, really? I bought a new one, like, not even two years really? ago. Yeah. Or no. I Maybe just over I still have ago? the OG 3DS, right? So I was part of the Ambassador program and everything. I was too. Yeah, I got one day one. I had a. Uh, I don't know how I got the money because I was a kid. And it's, it's also like, I it, it it is kind of like a relic of a bygone era too, in the sense that like the whole 3D angle, right? Like, I mean, we're not pursuing 3D anymore in games and movies really anymore, right? Like, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't use the 3D a lot, but the games that like like Super Mario 3D Land, like the games that used the 3D for gameplay, I thought were really cool. The and, and the fact that like there's just not there's no glasses free 3D on the market right now that I know of, I, and that's a shame. I think N- Nintendo was one of the pioneers of that technology, actually. So yeah, they were, and they held the uh, they held the patent for it, I believe. But it's just like not. The, it, it was definitely, I think, a fad, right? Like people treated 3D back then like it would be the next big thing. Like people were so, like buying 3D TVs and everything was in 3D and like Avatar came out and like blew everyone's mind in 3D and it was like, yeah. oh, 3D is going to be the next big entertainment leap and it, and it wasn't. I liked it though. Like I liked 3D on the 3DS. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I did use it sometimes. I used it sometimes, but like it it, it was a gimmick to me, really. Like I, 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 I did it for a little bit just to see what it was like. Then it was like, okay, like I can play the rest with it turned off. I will say though, like uh, the successor to 3D is VR. Like, and I, <laughs> yeah. if you, and when you're playing in VR, if you play your flat screen games in VR, you can use the 3D features. Like a few of them have it. Like Sonic, Sonic Generations for some reason has a 3D mode in it, and it's uh, that's hilarious. It looks really cool. Like I've used it in my VR headset before, and it's really neat. And there, you know, some emulators and stuff. I think Dolphin supports VR headsets. And like just seeing these worlds in 3D is really, really cool. It just is better with a headset on in, in some ways. In, in it, in the headset to me is the same as a pair of 3D goggles like the uh, or 3D glasses. The uh, the like friction to get there is the same, but the experience of a VR headset is way better. Uh, yeah. Whereas like it's it is still hard, even though the experience is so good in VR. I still don't put my headset on very often because there is like there is that, yes. there is that huge level of friction to get me from not wearing a VR headset to wearing one. But when I put it on, I'm going to play a lot of VR games that night. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. 
But yeah, like it, it it was a bit surprising seeing this news, right? Like the fact that it's happening this quickly and like there are already like people online organizing to say like, hey, these are the 3DS eShop exclusive games that like once it's gone, you can't get legitimately anymore. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can find these resources and, and you know, get your 3DS games while you can. Um, yeah, and if, if you do miss the boat, I'm not condoning piracy. There are some really good homebrew apps on the 3DS that I really like. Also, you can inject virtual console stuff to play Game Boy Advance games and stuff basically natively. I don't really understand it. but I think the kicker here is that this is Nintendo turning their back on any preservation of older games. Yeah, but that, this is not the first time they've... Yeah, well, they've done it's this. It's kind of funny because like Nintendo this. was one of the first companies to be... To, to care about preserving their old games, but it is not new that they're throwing yeah. them away. They've been, they've clearly been moving in that direction. They've yeah, they definitely established Wii. that stance, right? Like it, Nintendo and Xbox are at polar ends of the spectrum in that regard, and I think PlayStation's maybe somewhere in the middle. But like, it is a shame. Yeah, PlayStation tries, but they do a pretty bad job sometimes. Like they could do better. Yeah, they like the version of games that they include on the PlayStation Store are often like terrible. Like the the Spyro Year of the Dragon version on PSN. I don't know if it's ever been fixed, but when I got it on PS3 and for years after, the version available was the one that didn't have all the music in it. Like mm-hmm. it played the wrong song during the final boss fight. That's so weird. I think it played like um the first Hub World song or something. Like it was wild. Jeez. It was so weird. But yeah. So they, there's a lot of misses there. But what I was trying to say is that the 3DS is really easy to hack if that's something you're interested right. in. I do think it's interesting that we are here lamenting, you know, basically just the loss of the 3DS eShop, but not saying anything about the Wii U eShop. But, like, it is what it is, right? Like, I don't think anyone's that attached, unless you're, like, a collector or something to the Wii U eShop going away. I I kind of would push back on that, because the Wii U eShop was actually, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of people sad about it, because not a lot of people played the Wii U, but the Wii U had, like, every metroid game the wii u had a gba eShop. the the wii u had um ds eShop. it had that's you know, wild. You, you could play like everything on the wii u that is wild like i i actually didn't know about this stuff until you told me right but like it is crazy for how how little we think nintendo supported the wii u and they didn't support it with like modern titles right but they definitely pumped it full of really quality retro titles and I, I am going to say, I, I I don't have a Wii U with which to test this, but um, I read earlier today, I, I like the homebrew scene on the 3DS, but the homebrew scene on the Wii U is buck wild. They are uh, they're bringing back Miiverse. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's that's some love. I, it's obviously, it's not going to be as legendary as the original Miiverse, but mm-hmm. it'll be there. It's better than nothing. Uh, probably won't be super populated, the you know the number of people willing to mod a console is pretty low uh and i i don't yeah. blame them uh it's it's easy but it is terrifying <laughs> they do not make it you know actually modding my my modding my ps vita was very user friendly and easy to do my 3ds was a little harder and uh i don't even know what the process is on a wii u i'm so, sure if you look hard enough you can find it though yeah and once they once the eShop is gone they're not going to release any more updates so like odds are hackers are going to catch up with the latest firmware and everything and That'll make things easier. But yeah, I think uh, definitely wanted to devote some time to acknowledge that these uh, historic shops were are leaving us. Yeah. So pour one rest- out for the friends we lost along the way. Rest in peace. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into the games we're playing? Oh, oh, I have like two today. 
good because I need to think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Mike, you want to start us off? Well, first off, I'm I'm going to put a, an aside for Ace Combat 4 because I started playing the holy trinity of Ace Combat games. What? So, wh- which three is that? Uh, Ace Combat 4, Ace Combat 5, and Ace Combat 0. It's ah, you see games. that you, sl- you, you sneak one in on me on the end. I thought it was going to be 6. No, 6 is uh, the 360 port. No one liked that for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I can tell you why they didn't like it because it port was the only Ace Combat to be exclusively on the 360, and up to that point, the series was a Sony exclusive. Oh, that's really frustrating. I hate it when yeah, it's yeah. yeah, super frustrating for everybody involved. Yeah, but looking at you, Monster Hunter, <laughs> Ace Combat Four was actually a very simple game. I expected it to be a lot less, a lot less mechanically advanced than Ace Combat Seven, but. It felt just the same. I was very surprised. Yeah. The AI was a little simple, and you could cheese a lot of things because of uh, balance issues, but it really wasn't a bad game. For for the first Ace Combat in the Strange Real Universe, not half bad. Usually you're, bad you're like uh, gushing a lot more with these oh, Ace no, that's, Combat I'm games. S- I'm saving that for five. I didn't, I didn't think a lot of four. Four was like four hours long. It okay. didn't take long for me to complete, and the story was... Kind of disjointed. Five, gotcha. however, I'm going to gush a lot about because I'm actually enjoying it. Now, four, I just wanted to get through. I didn't even <laughs> okay. get, I didn't even take damage for the majority of four. Oh wow, it was super easy, and I nope. played every about in the same difficulty. So interesting. Wonder what went wrong with that one then. It was just it was the first one on the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. What are those Emulation. like? They had to build the engine before they could build a game. Right, that, yeah. that was typical back then. That was how the first Devil May Cry felt, and like it definitely, it definitely felt like an Ace Combat game. But it was missing, it was missing something. Maybe, maybe dialogue in missions, yeah. because it was just you and your and the air traffic air controller guy. That is it was weird. Just you and your yeah. AWACS. There was no squadron. A lot less character so, that way. Do you want to just move into five since you? No, just... I'll, t- I'll talk more about five next week. I haven't finished five yet. Oh, okay. okay, I'm still working through it. I'll gush about it next week. But the other game I was going to talk about was Grounded. I saw Ooh, I saw you streaming okay. that a little bit. I I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it because I played it when it came out in early access and was not super impressed. I remember oh. when it was first revealed on like that Xbox showcase, and I saw it. And I thought it looked really cool, but I never actually tried playing it. This is like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids game, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been playing through it with friends, and it's actually a lot of fun. Like, there's enough interesting locations and the concepts unique that it keeps me kind of engaged. It's like a survival game, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they have a hard time isn't keeping it, me engaged. Isn't it like a battle royale? What? No, no it's definitely not a battle royale. It's like four player, okay. I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's four player, four player co-op and it's survival. But you're just shrunk down. We're just a little little thing in the grass. I remember like the world was spiders. interesting and stuff when I played it, so I might have to revisit it. But there was just not a lot to do when I played it. Yeah, they added. They added. They keep adding more stuff. I think they just added a shed. It's still early access, to right? Yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they added a shed, which we haven't gotten to yet, but we've just gotten to the sandbox, which I think might be new as well. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know for what what reason I thought it was like Battle Royale esque. Oh, it did kind of come out. Thinking of it, it came out in early access game. at a time when Battle Royales were like huge. Like, yeah, yeah. It's by Obsidian too, which is is it really surprising? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely thinking of the same game. Yeah, what? I remember. Yeah, I forgot that it was by Obsidian. I'm not even yeah. a big Obsidian fan. I just like 
It's out. It's of, not it's the out. kind of game they it make. It doesn't feel like an Obsidian game. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a bunch of lore in the background that you have to explore to find. Is it good? But I, I haven't found any of it. Oh, okay. Well, I just know it exists. Report back later. <laughs> There's like robots and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a cool little game. Well worth the thirty dollars I spent on it. Oh, I play. I could have bought Dying Light two. It's on Game Pass. Is Dying Light two only thirty bucks? No, Dying Light two six. Okay, I was gonna say because I was kind of wanting to play that, but I've I've been buying a lot of games lately. I'm not sure I'm ready to drop another sixty bucks right now. Yeah, I'm about to about to do change jobs up, so I'm not exactly gonna be financially stable. Oof, I know the I know the feel. Haven't yeah. in a while, but I do know it. It's all about right. all I have about grounded. It's. It's a survival game. <laughs> so I will go next. So it's an interesting period for me as, as far as games go, right? Like, cause like Horizon Forbidden West comes out this Friday and I'm like over the moon excited for that. It's getting and really then, good reviews. Yes. And like a lot of the complaints about the first one were apparently addressed. I'm trying to avoid as much as possible, but I'm over the moon. Like I'm, I'm super hyped for that game. Also next week, Elden Ring comes out. Yeah, that's what I'm. Which is just like Horizon followed by Elden Ring. Two My brain massive is just open going world to... games. Yeah, you're gonna be totally different though. But like, yeah, but, but still, like, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm a little kid again right yeah. now. You know, like, like this has been a big month for games. Yeah, February's been insane already. Yeah. I mean, February... a massive game for me comes out tomorrow. What is it? Which one? Uh, Warhammer Three. Oh yeah, I've oh, been yeah. about that's that. Yeah. this month too. And Legends yeah. tomorrow this month and like. I already Dude, yeah, this, it. I'm ready. This month is insane. Or was Legends Arceus? It insane. might have been very into January. I can't remember. Either way, like it used to be like November used to be huge, but this year it's, it's, it's February. February. Yeah, yeah. It's so this is usually a dead time. I don't know that this is gonna like be one of those legendary years, but this this month is gonna be. I think it might be. It could honestly. be. It definitely has the. It's got the chops. Yeah, especially if it's like Zelda and God of War hit. Yeah, like oh my god, and Silk yeah. Song like. Eh, Silk Song's a pipe dream, but the other two might. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, lo- really looking forward to those games, right? So I wasn't really playing anything, and then I saw this game had come out, and I remember thinking it was interesting when I first saw it revealed. And I got it, downloaded it, in about 20 hours, I've beaten it completely. I've, you know, 100%ed it, I've platinumed it, and it's definitely a game of the year candidate for me. And I did not expect this going into Horizon and Elden Ring, right? But, like, I played a game that might just be just as good as those games right before I played those games. So it was such a great treat. And the game I'm talking about, to kept you in suspense long enough, is Sifu. Oh, yeah. I've seen so a little bit about this, but I, like, I've seen the title. I've seen some coverage. I don't know what it is, though. So Sifu is a... An action like martial arts beat em up brawler type game right like and it's made by indie developer slow clap and i think it's published by devolver digital oh that i and, have to play it yeah devolver doesn't miss and it's on playstation 4 playstation 5 and pc and it is a very i mean at its core it's a very simple small game right like you are like this kid when someone breaks into your martial arts dojo and basically kills your father slash master, and the game is about you taking revenge on those who killed your father. That's the entire premise of the game. What an innovative there five, story. There are five levels in the game, right? Only five levels, right? And you go through the levels, you fight people, and then there's a boss at the end of each level, right? Simple, simple premise. Where this game absolutely shines is in its combat. It's got probably the best melee combat i've experienced in a video game like it's so much fun it's basically like 
Sekiro on steroids, I think. Right? Because, like, you have your parries, but you also have, like, dodges. Like, you have a dodge for, like, high attacks, a dodge for low attacks, uh, parries, blocks, you know, a light attack, strong attack, and you can string together combos as well, learn new combos and stuff like that. And this game's interesting in that, like, your character, he's got, like, this magical pendant, right? So as you go through the game, if you die... So you start the game as a 20-year-old, right? If you die your death counter will be set to one and then you can spend skill points on like, you know, learning new combos and stuff or whatever, and then come back as a 21 year old. Interesting. So like if you, I've seen a lot of footage of an old man and that's like, yes. And obviously you age, you know, physically you can see your character age too. Um, and if you die again, right? Like if, and your desk, your death counter gets up to two and then you age from 21 to 23 when you come back to life. Oh. And this game is super difficult. <laughs> like okay, it's very so it's, hard. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's now now you're speaking my it, language. It's so hard, dude. Like it's it, it's, it's, it's did I hear roguelike elements? <laughs> yes, uh, rogue very very light roguelite elements, yeah. right? So, here's the thing, right? Like if you beat certain strong enemies, you can decrease your death counter by 1, right? So you can essentially set your death counter back to zero, and then if you die, you only age up one year as opposed to, like, two or three or whatever. So there is an element of, like, performing really well so that when you die, it doesn't age you up a catastrophic amount. And when you get older, your health decreases, but your attack power increases. Oh, so it's like a give and take. Then. Yeah, so like That's interesting. when you're 70, you basically have, you know, much lower health than you did in your 20s, but your blows, your attacks are way stronger, right? And it's I'm going to have to buy this game. And it's like Sekiro in the sense that like you have your health meter, but you also have like a uh like a posture meter, right? Like and you can attack enemies while they're blocking to increase their posture, and if you parry enemies perfectly, that also damages their posture. And once their posture is damaged, you know, obviously they're open for, like, devastating attacks and stuff like that. So it incorporates that, like, posture system stuff from Sekiro, but it is more complex than that because it also has, like, like I said, you can dodge high attacks and low attacks. And obviously, like, the skills as well, right? Like, so I mentioned, like, when you come back, you can add, like, some certain skill points. The interesting thing is, if you die, uh, your skill points go away, right? But if you unlock one of the skills five times, so you, you unlock it five times, then you permanently unlock it. So it's another like sort of a, a roguelike element, or roguelite rather element, in that like as you die, you can try different combos of things. But if you keep persevering, getting experience, dying, and then spending skill points, eventually you will permanently unlock these skills. And obviously, so, like, these skills, right, like, they help you. They're de- definitely just additional tools to use in combat, but they will not make the game easier for you. You can have all the skills unlocked and still get your teeth kicked in in, like, level two, right? Like, it's it's a very challenging game. And it's one of those games, right, like, it's... The levels are... I want to... They're, they're so... This comparison's not going to make sense, right? But I'm going to say they're Hitman-esque in the sense that so much love and care was poured into crafting these levels. They're not, like, open-ended or anything. They're very directed. But, like, these levels are so well-made, and each one is a joy to play through. My favorite in the game is probably level three, which takes place in a museum. And you go through some really crazy abstract 
art exhibits as you're as you're like fighting through these people through kung fu and stuff. There's also weapons in the game, right? Like so if an enemy comes at you with a bat, you can like obviously like knock the bat out of their hand, pick it up and start wielding the bat and like wield the bat until it breaks, right? And there's like stabs and knives too, right? Like so you really basically just feel like John Wick playing this game. Like demo- it's extremely stylish too. Like I'm I'm looking at oh, some yeah. screenshots it's gorgeous. right now. Yeah. This- I'm gonna have to pick this up. Yeah, later. so you're just demolishing people with your fists and weapons you find around the way, and it's just such a joy to play, man. Like I told you, like I beat it and I platinumed it, and the hardest trophy to get in the game is that you have to beat the entire game being 25 or less. Wow. So, uh, and and just to give you some context, right? Like the first time I played through the game, right? Like level one was all right. Like I was like maybe like 30 or so when i finished level one level two died like i went all the way to 70 plus and died because it was just so wow. much of a difficulty jump and it's particularly right the la- the the boss in level two because it's crazy because you fight like a strong enemy i guess you could consider it a mini boss and then immediately after that you fight two strong enemies that are basically mini bosses and then you fight the boss <laughs> like all at the end of that level right so and and just, I guess, this isn't too much of a spoiler, right? But, like, I'll just give you the settings of the levels, right? So, level one are basically, like, is basically, like, on the streets, right? Like, uh, like in, like, a rundown part of town. As is beat-em-up tradition. Yeah, as is tradition, exactly. And also, like, there's a very cool, like, there's a couple parts in, in the game where it, like, turns into not a side-scroller, but the camera pans around. And then, like, you know, like, the crazy, like, hallway shot from Daredevil? Or, like, and, like, these shots are common in, like, kung fu movies, but I don't know enough about those to, to speak to those. But, like, like it t- the camera turns, and you're just, like, mowing down these people through kung fu, like, as you progress through this hallway. And it's such a cool feeling. I love camera work like yeah. that in games. Nier Automata did a lot of playing with the camera work, and it spoke to me. But, yeah, like, the first level, uh, like I mentioned, on the streets. Second level is at a club, and that level is freaking awesome. Because like very hitman. Yeah, exactly, right? Like cuz like <laughs> the music and the and the bass is going and like it's shaking the whole club as you're like just taking fools down and you feel freaking awesome. It's it's such a good game, man. And then level 3 is in this museum where things get crazy and abstract really quickly and it's 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 my favorite level like I told you guys. Level 4 is in a in a skyscraper, so you're like progressing through the tower. Uh, as you go through the level and then level five is at the sanctuary slash dojo of the man who killed your father and you're fighting through that and it's just five like relatively short right like if a master played this game he could probably beat it in like what two hours maybe less right you are not going to beat this game in under probably eight hours just be or ten hours right because like that's just how much it takes to get used to the combat, to get used to the levels and to the bosses themselves, each of which present unique challenges to you that you really just have to learn to overcome. And in that sense, it's very Souls-like, right? It's, it's Souls-like in the sense that you really have to learn the bosses' pattern, study them, and like then train yourself to be good enough to react and handle their attacks. And if it isn't evident already, like I just absolutely adore this game. Like... It looked really cool when it was first shown at, like, the PlayStation, some PlayStation event or whatever. But I did not expect it to, like, this is easily a game of the year caliber game for me. 
and in, in a year where like obviously like these crazy big games are coming out like i could easily yeah, see I, myself at the end of the year saying like sifu was better than all of them i yeah i'm kind of curious if this is going to be because I, I believe you that the game's incredible and i really want to play it i do wonder if this is going to be like one of those situations where like when I played A Hat in Time for the first time, it was right before Mario Odyssey came out, and I was like, oh, I don't know if Mario Odyssey is going to be able to beat A Hat in Time. You know, it could I, be. I wonder. But like, this is very different. Like, the only similarities it has with something like Elden Ring is the difficulty, right? Like, it's not an open world game. You know, like it's it's a very yeah. But it, you said it was Sekiro ish combat. The, the I mean. Combat is Sekiro ish, right? Like in the sense yeah. that it's very it, it can be reliant on I, parries. I haven't played Sekiro, so I don't know how close to a Souls game Sekiro is. Yeah. It still has Souls DNA, but it's definitely its own thing, I would say. Okay. But, um, yeah, this game, this game is incredible. Like, uh, I, I will say, obviously, there are some criticisms I have, right? Like, the game is not really built or is, is, is equipped for you to handle, like, large crowds at once. And sometimes, like, people just gang up on you and attack you. And it's not like an Assassin's Creed game where, like, people crowd you and then just, like, one dude at a time steps forward to fight you. Right, like if you're like ten people around you, they'll all be throwing punches and kicks at you at once. And you just have to sort of deal with it, you know. Like you have to like basically get out of there and like isolate one or like stun one and attack the other and stuff. It really relies on you being creative. But like if you just like run in there and try to attack a bunch of enemies at once, your move set is not really equipped to deal with that. So, and I guess like one criticism criticism could be like they could add moves to deal with crowds more sufficiently to make that gameplay feel more natural but i don't know like in the grand scheme of things i think it's a very minor criticism the other criticism i have which is i guess kind of better bigger and a little slightly disappointing is that the audio in the game is not good like and and this is to say the music is fantastic and the soundtrack is fantastic but the actual audio effects themselves like you punching people and like you hitting people with like a crowbar and stuff does not sound good which is wild to me because i feel like that sort of thing is so important in a game like this yeah that'll really affect the feel but yeah like the impact the sound of the impact is just muffled and weird sounding it almost feels like this is some sort of bug that they might mm. address later on but like it just does not sound right like, the hits just sound too soft. I don't know, it might be, like, a stylistic choice, but, like, that's definitely... The it, could, it could be an attempt at realism, because, like... Yeah, right, like... You know, the ones we're used to, we're used to, like, action movies and stuff, where they really, like, play it up. True, but, you, but like, this You game, would think the rest of the game is exactly, kind of Exactly, this game is basically so just an action movie. Like, Yeah, you would think they would play up the sound, too. You know, yeah, that's so... Weird. Those are my biggest criticisms, but, like, and I obviously acknowledge this game is not for everyone. Like, I guarantee you a lot of people will play this game and just be frustrated and think it's, and hate it, just because, like, they can't get through it. But, like, I t it's one of those games where if you really put in the time and learn and, like, use, if you've played Souls games before, you already have this skill set, but basically just throw yourself at the boss until you know them like the back of your hand and can dismantle them, right? that's what this game has and it has and it does what it does extremely well and i highly highly recommend anyone who's even slightly interested in like martial arts or difficult games or or uh just really well designed levels to check this out high praise yeah i, I will have to buy this i probably won't do it this weekend but yeah it's it, it's, it's a great game so uh i guess i'll go i've been playing uh fortnite still no, I'm not going to talk about it. I have been playing it, and I keep winning because I'm really good at it. But uh, and also, I'm playing a lot of bots still. I don't know I how. Say, I don't know how long you have to play before it. No, I, I mean they're they, you know the top. It's at least fifty real people. Like I, I am 
most of the people I'm fighting are real people, but they're, they're still very obviously bots. I, but I also like play during times when a lot of people aren't on and stuff. So that's probably part of it. But uh, I'm still having a good time with it. That game's fun. But the one I think I'm going to talk about is uh, Astroneer. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it would have been a really long time ago. It's gotten a lot of updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing it with a friend of the show, Ryan. Check out his game on Steam, Wildfire Swap. It's a fun little puzzle game. But Astroneer, it's it's definitely more fun multiplayer than it was single player. Although it's weird because it almost doesn't feel super designed around multiplayer. Uh Astroneer is a game that's like it's kind of like if Minecraft is Legos, Astroneer is clay is how I would describe it because the world is like this the, you know, very much you you have like a vacuum where you can suck up the world into it and it like is like it morphs like clay and then you can like spit the world, you know, spit the dirt back out and like build little whatever's, you know, you can flatten the ground out or whatever you want to do. But uh and that mechanic's fun and all, it's fine, but I can't imagine actually like sitting down to build something in this game. That sounds miserable to me. But like, you know, it, it, as far as like mining and like practicality, like building a little bridge to like get around, it's pretty fun. And like the game feel on it is really good. Uh it's it's called Astroneer, so naturally it's like a space-themed game. Um it does a lot really well, but it's kind of hard to describe the game because the objectives are so weird it's open sort of in the same way minecraft is but like the objective in minecraft is immediately obvious it's build something cool and in astroneer it's a little less obvious like it has a little bit of automation stuff that feels like out of factorio or satisfactory but not enough that like it's really going to scratch that itch for you the exploration is fun but uh it kind of never hits a sweet spot like early game you can't get off the planet you're on but then not very long after you get off the planet you're on, it's for a little bit, it's really expensive to go visit other planets, but it's it's fun and all and you're exploring and stuff. But then it becomes like essentially free to go visit other planets. It becomes really cheap and you're not really worried about it anymore. And it has cool missions like there, there's like you get stuff for going to the core of a planet and it's really cool the first time you do it. It's like this big expedition. But then you realize like you got to go to the core of all the planets and it's going to be pretty much the same journey every time. This, you know, it, it runs into that problem a little bit. So playing it multiplayer helps a lot. It is weird, though, because you have to like build a spaceship to go to the other planets. And by default, the spaceships only seat one person. And if you put a second seat in your spaceship, then you can't carry the oxygenator that you need to like provide oxygen on your spaceship, mm. which is a problem. <laughs> so you end up having to like build two of everything, which is kind of weird. It's just a weird game. And, and it, it runs into the problem of like, well, what do we do now? all the time it's a game that would benefit a lot from a little more it has like a quest system but i felt like i ran out of quests that i wanted to do very early and just kind of started messing around and doing stuff yeah it's it's an easy recommend if you have game pass and you want to check it out because it is one of the prettiest games i've played like this game looks really really good in my opinion it looks great and uh that's that's cool and all it's kind of just good vibes like the characters are adorable. You go around and it's the game is adorable the whole way through. The UI is amazing in some ways. It's a uh, the game is really dedicated to a uh, I forget if it's diegetic or non-diegetic. Wh- whichever one is like the user interface is made entirely of things that are actually in the world. So oh, I like, really like that. Yeah. So like your inventory 
is made up of slots on your backpack. And even when your character is walking around, you can see everything that's in those slots all the time. Your oxygen bar is a bar on your backpack. Your power meter is a bar on your backpack. But it goes even further than that. The crafting is a, a little menu on your backpack. And like all the menus on stuff in the world are like a panel that like pops off of, you know, it pops off of the machine that you're looking at and like comes towards the screen for you so you can see it better. But it is a panel that was there and stuff like it's it's a hundred percent. What, whichever it is diegetic or non-diegetic i'm not going to google it right now but and that's that's brilliant like it does such a good job on that stuff the presentation is really good the problem is and, and part of that is as a consequence of this ui is that like you, you have these 3d printers that you make your stuff on you have the small printer the medium printer and the large printer and the one you're going to use the most is probably the small printer and it has i think it has over 20 items that i can print that i've unlocked on it right now and they are not sorted at all. You have to go through every single one of them to find what you're looking for. And then it's infuriating and kind of insufferable. So mm-hmm. yeah, Astroneer is kind of one of those games where it has it has a lot of hits and a lot of misses. And I don't really know where I land on it. But uh, me and Ryan are playing through it. We're having a good time. We're probably going to finish it. I, I had to put in uh, a weird amount of work to get a server set up. It, uh, it only supports... It supports cross-play, but only on dedicated servers. Also, if you're on PC and PlayStation, you can connect to those. You can run a server on your PC and everybody can connect to it, except not really because you're not allowed to have a server on LAN. So you need to have like a way to trick your computer into thinking that it's not hosting the server locally, which is more than I'm going to get into right now. Also, if you're on Xbox, you can only connect to like approved servers. So you would have to like, I think it's Nitrato you have to go through. And then if you go through Nitrato, everybody can play on the same server, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. It's just weird that those restrictions are there at all, kind of. That's insane to me, man. Like yeah, that- it was it was a huge pain, and I don't know why. Also, I will say, this is the single worst dedicated server software I've ever used. It does not, it has no user interface. And I don't mean that it like doesn't have a GUI. I mean it doesn't even open a terminal. You double-click the EXE, and nothing comes up. And just hope it works. Yeah, you just you're just supposed to hope it works. So I what I did, I downloaded a third party tool that gives you a a terminal and like adds a couple things because I was like, I mean it it really does. I I don't like to say anything's lazy or anything, but it feels like the most phoned in dedicated server ever. Like they did less than the bare minimum. Like I feel like they had to go out of the way out of their way to make a terminal not pop up. It's kind of infuriating. That's but crazy. yeah, so. And that, and I've I've heard you know I've heard lots of stories about people giving up setting up an Astroneer server. That said, it's probably because they want you to pay for an Nitrado server or something, which I refuse to do. And that you know dedicated servers are the only way to do crossplay. Otherwise, I would have just you know hosted a game through through the game. You can do if you have it on the Windows Store, you can do crossplay with Xbox without a server. It's weird. It's very confusing. Like I said, it, it's a game that is full of like weird misses but also a lot of hits i i am not comfortable saying whether or not i i'm not comfortable saying in in any meaningful way how i feel about this game but i will probably play through the rest of it and if you have game pass i i seriously you should check it out because it's kind of just adorable and beautiful and it's on there but i uh, have seen it and it looks very pretty it's extremely pretty if you do have to pay for it though it's kind of I, you're going to have to look at it to see if it's your thing. Because if it's your thing, you might really like it. There are a lot of people that really like this game. It just sits in a very weird spot for me. Where where it's kind of fun 
I'm having a good time, but I'm having a hard time saying whether I'm having a good time with the game or I'm having a good time hanging with my friend, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the game... I feel like any game benefits from co-op. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, it just makes the game more fun. I will say, like, I like I like it at least enough that I've come back to it a few times. And it, and yeah. it does kind of hook... It gets its hooks in you. Like, if you start playing it, I, like, kind of fixated on it for a couple days and I really wanted to play it and I really wanted to play it. And I, you know, I did and I had some fun. But it, it is just... I don't know. It's... It definitely, it, like, even when I really wanted to play it, sometimes I would fire it up and I'm like, well, what do I even do? Because another problem has the crafting recipes. Like, everybody knows how to make a, a pickaxe in Minecraft. It's two sticks and some cobblestone, right? That just makes sense intuitively. Well, in this game, you don't have cobblestone. You have stuff like compound and resin and carbon and organic and, like, lithium and iron, which I guess iron's in. But you have to get your iron from he- hematite, I think it is, and you get your aluminum from laterite and stuff. And it's like, how am I? <laughs> These recipes just aren't intuitive at all. Like, the yeah, the battery takes lithium, but lithium and what? What was the other ingredient for a battery? I don't know. I'm gonna have to go check. Like, solar solar panel. I think that was like copper and glass, maybe, but I don't know. Like, they're not they're not learnable recipes, really. <laughs> and I think that's a bit of a failing. But the 3D printers look really cool while you're using them. So that's good. Yeah, I just yeah, for every for every miss, there's a hit for every hit. There's a miss. It's a weird game. I think that's all I got to say about it. I am going to play it some more. All right. Awesome. So at the risk of our audio failing for the third time this episode, (laughs) I think we're going to end it here. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Click the link in the description of the podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.